0: First episode of Decoding Fox News, and I'm your host Juliet Jeske. Each week, I watch and analyze. This past week, it was 20 hours of Fox News, and then break it down. I watch all the Fox News you'd never want to. Now, last week was a weird one uh, for a number of reasons, but here's the headline: Cocaine, Ronald Reagan, and lies about the U.S. economy. IT WAS ALMOST LIKE THE 1980s AGAIN ON FOX NEWS. THE SECRET SERVICE IS INVESTIGATING SUSPECTED COCAINE
1: FOUND IN THE WHITE HOUSE.
2: YOU CAN'T IMPLY THE COCAINE WAS HUNTER BIDEN'S EVEN THOUGH HE'S A KNOWN CRACK
3: ADDICT. WHOSE COCAINE WAS IT?
1: AND WHAT HAPPENS IF THEY DO FIND THE COCAINE CRUSADER? WILL THEY PROSECUTE THEM?
3: AND I THINK MAYBE IT'S UNSURPRISING THAT THE MAN WHO HASN'T SEEN THAT CONCERN ABOUT FENTANYL FLOWING ACROSS THE U.S. MEXICO BORDER IS UNCONCERNED WITH HOW COCAINE IS GETTING INTO HIS WHITE HOUSE. You know,
1: WE ALL KNOW THAT THERE'S SOMEONE WHO IS RELATED TO THE PRESIDENT OF THE UNITED STATES WHO HAS A HISTORY OF SUBSTANCE ABUSE AND THE USE OF CRACK COCAINE. IF THEY'LL SPIN ON THIS AND, and LIE ABOUT THIS AND THEY DON'T WANT TO GET TO THE BOTTOM OF WHO BROUGHT COCAINE INTO THE WHITE HOUSE, WHAT ELSE ARE THEY Willing to, you know, not be so honest about.
3: Cases where if you can't trust someone with the small things, like it's not a small thing, but with who brought cocaine into the White House, how can they be trusted uh, to make sure that they're going to the full extent that the law would allow in prosecuting other crimes? But a little
0: cocaine in the White House, yeah, we don't want to get ahead of yeah. ourselves. I mean, it's outrageous the way they responded. We really hope it's anthrax and not <laughs> cocaine.
4: A box full of cocaine. Joe Biden's got to dodge questions about a package of cocaine in his White House. But unfortunately,
2: because it's cocaine, people are thinking Hunter Biden.
0: Service now investigating the discovery of cocaine inside of the White House.
2: That's not my gun. That's not my cocaine. That's not my child. It's- the White House cocaine mystery keeps getting weirder. One of the sometime residents of the White House. Is, well, at least a former crackhead. Hunter was working in the library where the bag of cocaine was found. The law enforcement agencies that track down grannies and small town realtors after January 6th can't break the case of cocaine outside of the Situation Room.
3: Yeah, cocaine's a hell of a drug. (laughs) And Kamala Harris. Out in her office above the West Wing lobby, where they found the cocaine. You never know where cocaine's going to show up next. The White House press office planted the cocaine just so they wouldn't have to talk about, like, the economy. It's
0: the country's most famous
1: uh, addict in recovery, cocaine addict in recovery. Pretty much living in the White House
4: after they uh, saw that uh, cocaine caper.
0: Republicans demanding a briefing to learn how someone slipped cocaine past the Secret Service and into a cubby right next to the Situation Room. I know that was an excessively long audio clip to start a podcast with, but you know what? My original edit of the cocaine series, as I called it, I had to do it in sections because it was so much, was nearly eight minutes long. And I found every single reference to cocaine because I really wanted to see, like, what can I make out of this? And I loved it because the whataboutism, you know, they, they mentioned fentanyl, they mentioned January 6th, they brought up Hunter Biden's child that he had out of wedlock. Um, they were, you know, the, nothing stopped them. They were basically going into deep conspiracies about the deep state because we don't know where this bag of cocaine and who owns it and what's going on. Freaking out freaking out, and there's no evidence, zero, zip, zilch, that Hunter Biden is connected to this baggie of cocaine. Now, he did crack, which is not the same thing. (laughs) Smoking crack is not the same thing as as snorting powdered cocaine, and this was powdered cocaine apparently. Um, But that's not going to stop anybody from Fox, because they don't need evidence. They got a hunch, they got a feeling they got a feeling, and they're going to use that feeling. They're going to spread it around. Now, before I get into my sponsor, I'm going to play this next clip. And this is the one surprising, surprising rogue member of Fox News anchors who just went out on a limb and was like, No, I'm not having this. And it was not Steve Doocy. So here we have a new category. I don't think I'm ever going to use this one again. Kaylee McEnany goes rogue! But it is a heavily trafficked
5: area. There are cubbies there. I've got to believe this was discovered rather quickly because there's a Secret Service office, officer right sitting right there. Right there. Um, so it couldn't have been there for days and days. It had to have been there for, I would say, minutes before someone took notice. So let's.
4: But unfortunately, because it's cocaine, people are thinking Hunter Biden. Thinking about the president and the weird situation.
5: I don't see how that's possible. Look, Karine no, here, gave us gave us no information right. whatsoever. I, I would have gone to Secret Service saying, Guys, I cannot go to the press without some sort of information. Give even me a location. line. Give me one line. Yeah, well, her well, one line so is speak. She says, I've got something to share. The president and the first lady and the family were not here this weekend. That's right. not news. We all knew that. Right. Um, and for it to be Hunter Biden, he left on Friday. He was at Camp right. David. There is no way, it is inconceivable to think. Cocaine could sit for a 72-hour period. Um, so I, I would rule him out at this
0: point. All right. So I just noticed that Steve Ducey made a joke there. <laughs> I did not notice that until now. Somehow, just hearing it audio, I caught it. He said, give me a line. Give me one line in a manner of speaking. I'm Steve Ducey. Give me a line in a manner. I'm going to make a cookbook about happiness and pancakes. That's my Steve Ducey impression. Okay, so yeah, I man, I wanted to start this entire podcast with that dreadful song from nineteen seventy seven, and yes, I'm old enough to remember this one. But and na 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 didn't realize how bad that song was. I'm gonna say it. That song's terrible. Eric Clapton, That's a terrible... He didn't write it. J.J. Cale wrote it, and bless him, he's no longer with us. He's probably making money right now off that song, because people were probably playing it because of Fox. Anyway, that song, there's, like, nothing to it. I included a stanza in the newsletter. The newsletter is the written version of the podcast. You can check it out at my substack. It has hyperlinks to all my sources. But... It cracked me up how there's really nothing to that song. It's just an excuse for Eric Clapton to have a guitar solo and go, If you wanna get out, you gotta get it out. Cocaine. Which is a terrible drug. Don't do it. Anyway, not a fan. Not a fan. Um, <laughs> and the Reagan references, yes, it's in the headline. I probably shouldn't have put it there, but I had to. Because he was mentioned eight times... In regards to things of patriotism they found a way to just wedge ronald reagan in there and i'm like wow wow i'm impressed that you that you managed to figure that out like you know what he was president 1980 to 1988 let's stick him in there ronald reagan america america so yes that was the coverage it was a lot of ridiculous nonsense about cocaine a baggie of cocaine that no one could prove who belonged at it, they wedged in Reagan, and then there was lots, and we'll get to the lies, lots of lies about the economy, and I'm like, this is like my childhood. You're gonna tell me that fair t- free trade will lift all boats, and that, you know, making China a little capitalistic will lead to democracy. Lies! <laughs> <laughs> You'll tell me that unions are bad. I remember my childhood. I remember it. um, Because my dad was a union member, so that was not welcome in my household uh he hated reagan so anyway <laughs> uh before i get to the next clip i should mention my sponsor since it's about to end uh this the grant that pays my living expenses is about to end in mid-august and that's the Night center for news integrity at the craig newmark graduate school of journalism at cuny and i'm a very much a proud graduate of that program The rest of my income comes from readers of my newsletter and listeners to this podcast. And occasionally some of you will just send me stuff via various paid apps. And I never call people out specifically because I know it's a privacy issue and I don't know how people feel about that. I don't want to embarrass anybody. Thank you so much if you've been one of those people. It's all been saved. And I'm hoping that eventually the income from this uh, project will be high enough that... That, um, I won't even miss the grant and everything's going to be fine. So I've saved all of it. It's in a separate account. So, cause I'm not quite there yet. I don't quite make enough to live off this yet, but I'm hopeful. And I would love to be reader supported because it means I'm free to do whatever the heck I want. I'm free to give you whatever you want. Um, I had a, a couple requests for a specific, uh, clip that I did include because it was again, listeners of the podcast, readers of the newsletter. I want to support you as much as you support me. Uh, I'm not going to pull a Fox News, though. I'm not going to promote a fake story because I think it would make you happy. That's, that's what I'm not going to do. They did that with the 2020 election. They got sued by Dominion Voting Systems, and they had to pay three quarters of a billion dollars in a settlement, which is nutty. The largest settlement ever in the history of defamation lawsuits. Insanity. Um, if you would like to become a supporter of this project, you can go to my substack for Decoding Fox News. You can go to my Patreon for Decoding Fox News, there's a little dollar sign next to my name on Twitter. Also, I'm on Threads! Just want to announce that before we keep going. I'm on Threads. It's new, it's owned by another billionaire who's not so great, but he's not as horrible as Elon Musk. So if you want to check out Threads, I'm really easy to find. I'm posting the exact same content that I'm posting on Twitter. We'll see what happens. I have no idea what's happening. So, next up, we go from Kaylee McEnany being the one dissenter, and we heard all those clips of them, you know, wrapping up Hunter Biden. I have a clip from Charlie Hurt, who's sort of like C-list Fox News, and they were so desperate last week because of the holiday. They were, you know, everybody was sub-hosting, and it was all weird, and they had weird people they don't normally have on the Five. It was just wacky. And Charlie Hurt was, like, all over the place. All over the place. And he... Said some really nasty things about President Biden.
3: L- less of a family man and more just willing to exploit his family mm-hmm. when it served to benefit him. If you remember in 2016, uh, when after basically after President Obama decided to support Hillary Clinton, which foreclosed uh, uh, Biden's ability to run in 2016, um, he blamed his decision to not run on his, <coughs> the death of his son. Right. And then, of course, you know, he has exploited his bio- the biography of, of his uh, first wife who died 50 years ago with his daughter.
0: See, so yeah, that's a horrible, horrible thing to say about another human being. Uh, just horrible. But I can disprove a, a lot of what he just said there. So, Bo Biden had a long and brutal battle with a cancerous brain tumor. From the time he was diagnosed, he endured surgery, chemotherapy, and radiation treatments for nearly two years, before he died at the age of forty-six in, and this is important, June 2015. Joe Biden declared he wouldn't run for president in October 2015, four months after the death of his son. Barack Obama officially endorsed Hillary Clinton for president in June of 2016. So Charlie Hurt's claim that Biden waited to say he wasn't running for president until after Obama endorsed Hillary Clinton is patently false. And what a horrible thing to say about another human being. Now, this is another clip that's just jaw-droppingly bad. Charlie Heard again talking about the cocaine.
3: And quite frankly, I, I was sort of half-joking when I said that I thought that the White House press office planted the cocaine just so they wouldn't have to talk about, like, the economy and everything else. But they would rather talk about uh, Hunter Biden the crackhead. You think than, so? Oh, They would much rather talk about that then they would rather defend his record.
0: So I'm gonna make a transition from this cocaine, trying to cover up for the bad economy, uh, because Charlie Hurt said that more than once last week and he wasn't the only person that sort of intimated that. And it was really comical because we also had a jobs report that came out last week that was quite good and inflation is dropping. But I found just a chef's kiss of clips. These are my favorite ones to do. So I heard the first half of this clip. It was from a show called Cudlow, which was Thursday night, Friday morning. Steve Ducey introduced this clip and it's Larry Cudlow, who's been on Fox for ages. And he says a lot of inaccurate things all the time. And this one was kind of hilarious, uh, because I immediately knew he was full of nonsense when he made this statement. And I remembered a clip. This is my crazy brain. This is why I was meant to be a researcher. I remembered a clip. Uh, I said, wait a second. Somebody at some point said something about manufacturing. Somebody, wait, I didn't clip it. I didn't cut it, meaning I didn't cut it from the episode, but I know it's there. <laughs> so I went to my spreadsheet, I typed manufacturing. Boom, found it. Had to go through the entire episode, find where I put it in the spreadsheet. Like, where is this? Like, how many minutes is this in? Roughly. Found the clip. The movie. Movie. Cut the clip, stuck it with this one, and it was like Eureka, which was the name of my high school, by the way. But anyway, Eureka, Missouri. Uh, I'm just gonna play the clip, and it's, it's just I, yeah. This is what I live for in this gig. This is literally what I live for.
2: Joe Biden's Bidenomics is really a lot of Biden baloney. I don't mean to be personally disrespectful, but the man's incapable of telling the truth about the poor state of the American economy. NOW, TO QUOTE MY HERO, PRESIDENT Abe LINCOLN, QUOTE, YOU CAN FOOL ALL PEOPLE SOME OF THE TIME AND SOME PEOPLE ALL THE TIME, BUT YOU CAN NEVER FOOL ALL PEOPLE ALL THE TIME. HE KEEPS MAKING THE CASE THAT WE'RE IN SOME KIND OF MANUFACTURING BOOM. BUT THE NUMBERS SHOW WE'RE IN A MANUFACTURING RECESSION.
0: SO FOR STARTERS, RECESSION IS A VERY SPECIFIC DEFINITION AND WE ARE NOT IN A RECESSION BY ANY means. We had growth in the first quarter which means we are not in recession the economy continues to expand number two i searched for this this clip as i explained is from april of this year and i did find other backing information that backed this up other articles but i thought you know a fox clip would be perfect to go with this clip and this is from fox and friends in april
4: is supply chain still impacting our global economy america is now shifting its manufacturing focus where it should be to building plants here in the United States, with a record surge of new factories, manufacturing-related construction spending reached $108 billion last year. That's more than the amount spent on schools, healthcare centers, or office buildings. Fox Business anchor and host of American Dream Home, Cheryl Casone, joins us right now. Cheryl, good morning. Good morning. This is great because during the pandemic, we realized with uh, with such a bottleneck over in China. We weren't getting a lot of stuff because so much was made over there. Now the emphasis is on making stuff here.
1: Yeah, and, and that construction spending is going to building factories in all different parts of the country, which is really exciting because this brings communities. Think about all the things that go around a factory: food trucks, clothing shops, right. uh, apart,
0: you know, new apartments are built. I mean, communities are built around these factories. So I want to give you a little bit of a backstory of why that U.S. manufacturing story stuck in my brain so well when i was in grad school i started in the urban program i wasn't happy with it and i switched to the business concentration which was an odd fit for me but i really liked the teacher greg david Uh, i just thought he was great and he still is great um so i was put when he got me as a student he said okay you're going to cover u.s manufacturing So that's what I did. And it was a fascinating time to cover it in 2021 because we had all these supply chain problems and shipping issues, and it was just this bottlenecks all over the place. And I talked to factory owners and it was fascinating, fascinating stuff. So I remembered it. And I remembered even in 2021, how the movement at that point, there were so many factory owners who were so angry with the fact that they couldn't get basic parts because they had been importing them from China from all all over the world and they couldn't get anything. They just couldn't get their stuff, that they were like, that's it, I'm done. And all these new uh, companies started making stuff in the United States. So I had this like personal connection to that. And I'm like, oh my God, when I saw that story, In April I was elated I'm like it's happening it's happening a resurgence of US manufacturing that's wonderful so anyway here's a clip from our hero she's the um, you know who I'm talking about if you're a regular the unofficial superhero of decoding Fox News I don't people ask me all the time how do you do your job I would lose my mind and I go you know what how does Jessica Tarloff do her job i would not be able to sit next to jesse waters for more than five minutes (laughs) like no there no i couldn't do it i would get up and leave i'd be like i can't i can't i'm like no 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 you're going to have to i can't i can't i can't i can't do it i'm just gonna scream at him so this is jessica tarloff a very quick clip about the u.s economy from the five she's the
1: liberal by the way but you have that juxtaposed with the fact that Joe Biden is out there today. We got this jobs report. We have the longest streak of unemployment under four percent in American history, and people are talking about how oh they're not good jobs or it's you know people not in prime age. The prime age okay. employment is 81 percent. That's the highest since April of 2001. Oh, That's extraordinary. So Shannon,
0: tell me
2: why people don't feel that way.
0: That's a classic Judge Jeanine move there. Just. Tell me why people don't feel that way. I don't know, is there a network or something that tells them a bunch of nonsense? That tells them that we're in a recession, even when we're not, that says, here's the thing. i Greg Gutfeld! Greg Gutfeld, that's it! Can you hear that? I just threw a pen. I just we're doing prop comedy over here. Prop comedy on decoding. I'm blowing out my audio. I'm gonna have to turn it all the way down. Oh, my... Shut. If you're new to the podcast, I sometimes do impressions of the people I talk about. This is something that started off as sort of an accident, and then it sort of turned into a thing. And now people request me to do certain people, and I, you know, hey. Judge Jeanine is very funny to me because she's dressed to the nines. she has amazing shoes makeup hair bam and then she's completely unpredictable and as a person who used to do uh i I used to be a performer myself anybody is fun to watch on stage if you have no idea what they're going to do next that is something that as an actor you when you got to play a character like that it was so much fun like what are they going to do i don't know michael shannon plays characters like that all the time he's like a character actor he always plays like crazy people and you're like is he gonna kill he's gonna chop their head off is he gonna dance what's he gonna do set fire to something i don't know steve buscemi plays characters like this anyway um this is a shout out to dave pacman who bless you always gives me credit when he uh uses my clips on his show and he has a theme of uh, this is steve doocy goes rogue he's going off script doocy's going off script
4: Oh, and that, YOU HAVE JUST TOUCHED ON the, THE PROBLEM FOR THE WHITE HOUSE AND THAT IS THEY'VE GOT SOME PRETTY GOOD NUMBERS GOING ON. Uh, THE JOBS NUMBER IS EXPECTED TO COME OUT A LITTLE LATER ON TODAY. IT'S EXPECTED TO BE ABOUT 250, 225,000. UNEMPLOYMENT IS EXPECTED TO DROP DOWN TO 3.6%. YESTERDAY THERE WAS A BLOWOUT NUMBER. ADP SAID THAT a, ABOUT A HALF A MILLION JOBS WERE ADDED IN JUNE. The construction sector itself added 97,000 jobs in June. That's the biggest increase month over month in a decade. So they've got these pretty good numbers, but the White House is stuck with a couple of people who are having a problem selling it.
0: Isn't it amazing when they can't hold it in on Fox, when they even can't even hold it in? The propaganda machine that the network is, some of them will just break off and they just can't hold it in. Kaylee McEnany talking about the cocaine steve doocy talking about the jobs report uh, jessica tarliff is hired to be the liberal so that's fine she's doing her job but still like wow and dave Pacman, if you don't know him he i i think he's younger than me uh, he looks younger than me he has a show on youtube and he's just, it's like a political he's more of a political pundit uh kind of like brian tyler cohen who i also adore i think brian tyler cohen is great he used one of my clips also gave me credit If you use my clips just give me credit and i will be your best friend basically sam cedar has done that um uh i'm a huge fan of pod save america i'm giving all my my plugs to the shows that i listen to i anthony davis who i'm going to be working with him next this week on a podcast i'm filling in for ron flipowski and i hope i said his last name right and uh, aaron rupar i'm also gonna be with on his podcast so some big things are coming but Uh, yeah, I have a bunch of shows that I watch, and anytime anybody uses one of my clips, and and I... Because I don't usually get to watch it, because I'm working constantly. But somebody will give me a heads up and go, Somebody used your clip, and I get so excited. I get so excited. I'm like, oh my god, (laughs) because I never see it. And then people will send me clips. And I found out somebody was using my clips and not giving me attribution. And that person got blocked on Twitter. So this next clip was listener reader requested... Um, I sort of crammed it into the newsletter. It's Jessica Tarloff again. I couldn't really spend a lot of time on this because it doesn't really fit. I'm just running out of time and I've got a couple of bogus experts coming and I thought that they were more important because they fit the week better. But because people wanted me to include this clip, I'm including this clip. And this is something that I've written about before in previous newsletters. I've done videos about it before. Um it's the difference between tax revenue in blue states and red states. And that is federal tax revenue in addition to state revenue. But Jessica Tarloff, I'll let her speak for herself. This is also from the Five.
1: But I think it's wonderful that there are new boom towns and boom states. And I think that that should be celebrated. I also think that it would be great then if there are these Southern Republican controlled states that they start paying their fair share and take care of Alabama, Mississippi, Arkansas, and Kentucky, because I'm sick of taking care of them from up here in New York or in California, because blue states. PAY THE HIGHEST TAXES, AND THEN THOSE FEDERAL DOLLARS GET SHIPPED DOWN SOUTH TO MAKE SURE THAT THEY HAVE DECENT SCHOOLS, THEY HAVE HEALTH CARE, THEY HAVE GOOD ROADS, ET CETERA. SO BY ALL MEANS, SOUTH CAROLINA, NANCY MACE WHO WANTS TO TAKE uh, CREDIT FOR THINGS SHE VOTED AGAINST, PLEASE GIVE SOME MONEY TO KENTUCKY, HELP THEM OUT. TOMMY TUBERVILLE, TALK ABOUT YOU ALL THE TIME. YOU SHOULD BE PAYING MORE AND TAKING CARE OF YOUR OWN PEOPLE INSTEAD OF FEEDING OFF OF DEMOCRATS THAT PAY HIGHER TAXES.
0: So what Tarloff is talking about is that there were six southern states, Republican-led, that have seen these economic booms, probably from post-pandemic, most likely. And because of that, they're all excited, and, oh, red states are better, yada, yada. Well, that's great, but the long-term trend, going back decades, is that the blue states, those powerhouses like California and New York, Chicago's another one, uh, gener- Boston basically the entire East Coast for the most part generate an enormous amount of tax revenue and um, New Jersey for instance uh, the most densely populated state in the country is the most screwed over tax wise meaning for every dollar New Jersey pays to the federal government in taxes it gets about 50 per- 50 cents back per the dollar Where some Southern states get $2, they get $1.50, $1.75, because they're not taxing their people. They don't have state taxes. And this gets really complicated in that in the 1930s, there were laws created to wire, to, to send electricity, basics like, you know, water, electricity, phone lines to rural areas because the, um, utility company said it's not worth it. We're not, we're not going to put out wires to these places in the middle of nowhere. We won't make our money back. Or if we do, we're going to charge them these crazy amounts of, of money because it's just, you know, so much more work. And the federal government was like, you can't do that. We're going to subsidize this. So they will pay the same rates as people who live in the city where it's more efficient to wire, you know, hundred people or a thousand people than it would be if they're all out in the middle of nowhere so most people in these you know kind of middle of nowhere states have no idea that they wouldn't even have basic utilities if it not were not for the federal government and yes the blue states do subsidize the red states for the most part there's a, a couple exceptions like florida and texas have been consistently revenue uh, generating because they're huge and they have a lot of people in them but like mississippi alabama my home state of missouri doesn't do so great arkansas There's a lot of states that just don't, they don't make a lot of money and they need a lot of help. So this next clip I just thought was funny, because it was July 4th, and again, Reagan came up eight times. Why? Why are we talking about Ronald Reagan? (laughs) Okay, let's talk about Ronald Reagan. Um, But they were talking about Ronald Reagan, and there was a section, none of the clips were really great to polls. It was just like, Reagan's wonderful stuff like that but um this is a clip which was just this is so classic fox news so the national forest service put out some suggestions of alternatives to fireworks it was like silly string and you know just like lights and fun stuff that wasn't flammable basically that you could go to the woods and hang out with your friends or in the backyard and not blow anything up and not scare dogs and uh, wild animals and stuff like that so and not accidentally catch your house on fire, or end up in the ER. So that was all it was with suggestions. And of course, Fox News took this to mean, this is a government ban on fireworks, <laughs> because that's exactly what Fox does. They just They just lean in, the network leans in to fear and paranoia at all times. 2020, Newsom banned fireworks as a COVID measure and the city responded with a plethora <laughs> of fireworks. It's in expect-
4: the national anthem, do you remember? The rocket's red glare, bombs bursting in air. But what happens? Then the smoke clears and we can see the flag. That's part of the whole thing. The smoke will clear. All right, the the Earth is not going to end because we blew off a couple of fireworks.
1: This is a time-honored tradition of all the things people are trying to cancel and go woke on. This is one I think the way we celebrate Independence Day will continue.
3: There's a reason why it's the same reason people love guns—to have the awesome power of something that can blow up in your hand—and and 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 know that part of freedom is the danger of freedom. I mean, people are in. (laughs) But there are some people
0: who are so disgusted with the Fourth of July, some Americans, that they are going to other
3: countries uh so that they don't have to be here to celebrate it how do-
0: the judge janine clip is funny there because that was in the same segment and why is she talking about that it has nothing to do with fireworks she's like some people have to go to other countries i'm like those people have a lot of money if you have enough money to just leave the united states to avoid a holiday damn cheers to you i you know hey i don't even go to queens often like and i live in brooklyn so i rarely leave my apartment some weeks um anyway i'm like can't afford to leave because i don't have any money so anyway those voices are unusual because they're not normally on the five that was tom shalhoub who had the rockets red glare kellyanne conway was a guest uh johnny joey jones said you know, it was he said it was about guns and then of course everybody's favorite judge janine Pirro. um Now, next up, this was, we had, like, three or four of the hottest days on record, ever, globally. And Fox was like, meh, no big deal. (laughs) No big deal. The network has done countless stories about tornadoes all over the country um, that don't normally see tornadoes, like the South. They don't normally have the same type of violent storms that, like, the Midwest does, but lately they have been. And all this destruction all over the place. And the extreme heat all over the place. And they're like, it's summer. No biggie. Now this first clip is the first bogus expert of the week. And if you're new to the podcast, again, this is a voice I do when I introduce a bogus expert. Which is somebody who's, you know, from Minnesota. Who's saying bogus equals fake. So here we go. This first guy, I'll go back to my normal voice. um, Douglas Murray, who's known for writing books. Where he basically is like... Well, Europe is for Europeans, darling. It's for Europeans and no one else should live there. Go away, you migrant scum. He doesn't actually say that, but he basically says that. And that's the whole, the whole premise of his career is like save Europe for Europeans. Incredibly xenophobic. But Fox thought, you know, let's have him come on and talk about climate change because why not?
4: It is part of this strange um, uh, uh, fever on part of the left. There are serious concerns about the planet. We're we all concerned about the climate. We're all concerned about the environment. BUT ONE OF THE THINGS YOU SEE IS THAT THIS HYSTERIA ACTUALLY DOES WHIP PEOPLE OF BARACK OBAMA'S DAUGHTER'S AGE INTO THIS EXTRAORDINARY DOOM-MONGERING. THIS IDEA THAT THE prophetess OF DOOM FROM SCANDINAVIA, GRETA Thunberg, THE WORLD'S MOST FAMOUS SCHOOL TRUANT KEEPS PUTTING AROUND, ACTUALLY DOES TERRIFY A LOT OF YOUNG PEOPLE INTO THE IDEA THEY'RE NOT GOING TO SURVIVE INTO ADULTHOOD.
0: Douglas Murray has what you'd call a cut glass accent and I'm sure anyone British is listening to this going you're doing it wrong and I admit openly that I am doing it wrong I admit openly it's very difficult for an American to get that accent down it's very hard we have to take classes in that it's actually very very hard to do British properly so but I'm just Douglas Murray you have him on because he sounds so proper now what did he say there he just said people are overreacting he gave us no data he gave us nothing to support anything it was just a lovely opinion that's worthless now the next bogus expert also talking about climate change is mark Murano, a repeat offender. He got to start working for Rush Limbaugh. He has a BA in political science and no training in climate science. He runs a website that promotes junk science called Climate Depot, and he's best known for harassing actual scientists, including publicly posting their email addresses. Lovely man. Now I'm gonna break down what he says cause he does try to actually use data and other jargon, but he's spewing a bunch of nonsense.
2: Sure. Yeah, in fact, when you mentioned the CNN headline, they're saying the hottest year ever. First of all, we had thermometers since the uh, you know the 1870s or so. and that was the end of the little ice age. So and also Biden's EPA has a heat wave chart up that shows heat waves in the United States, the heat index. The 1930s were probably 10 times hotter than any records we're looking at now in terms of state records and city records.
0: So he just said that the heat records, from the 1930s were 10 times higher, probably 10 times higher than they are now. That would include uh, temperatures of like a thousand degrees Fahrenheit. I'm just pointing this out. So what on earth are you talking about? You were very specific in that you used the term heat index 10 times higher, that has a meaning, you know, that has an actual meaning.
2: And 75% of all U.S. states had their heat records before 1940. so So
0: I couldn't look up the states. I couldn't find that. That was very specific. But I did look up global temperatures from 1940. The reason why he says 1940 is there was a little peak in the 1940s of higher temperatures. But then it went right back down. And then when you really see it kick up is in the 1980s. So weirdly another 80s reference but yes it kicks it kicks up dramatically in the 1980s. I included in the newsletter a chart from climate.gov and it shows the average global surface temperatures and it's dramatic. It's it'll scare you. It's like wow. It's you do see this small peak in the 1940s and then it goes straight up like a ski slope. Kind of terrifying. So here's the rest of his clip.
2: So this is a situation where every little 10th of a degree, some cases hundreds of a degree, they start declaring the hottest day, the hottest month, the hottest year, and even NASA's own scientists once said these are not important scientific declarations, but they are important political declarations. Right. And they're of course ignoring the satellite data which shows that we're on a almost 9 year no change in temperature going back to about 2014-15 now. Yeah
0: so that is not true so according to reuters this is published this year again included links to this in the newsletter um reuters fact check it takes several decades worth of data to show a trend in global warming global surface temperatures are affected by annual pacific ocean patterns known as el nino and la niña El Niño patterns bring hotter temperatures, while La Niña tends to result in cooler-than-average temperatures. So temperature data for the past eight years do not reflect long-term trends, experts say. And longer-term data clearly shows a continuing rise in overall global temperatures. Cumulative effects of CO2 emissions would not be reflected in yearly temperature variations and i include a hyperlink to the exact article if you want to check it out on the newsletter now we get to the part that breaks me every single week i'm laughing but it's true stories fox news ignored every week because i have to write all of this this is my writing and i have to pull hyperlinks for every single story i watch it on pbs but i write it myself so here we go stories fox news ignore ignored every week i compare the shows i watch on fox news to five hours of the same week on the pbs news the following list are stories that pbs covered that fox news did not the u.s state department issued a travel advisory for americans in china due to the arbitrary enforcement of local laws including in relation to exit bans and the risk of wrongful detentions According to a study that appeared in JAMA, Journal of the American Medical Association, evidence suggests that maternal mortality has been increasing in the U.S. from 1999 to 2019. Black women are far more likely to die during or soon after childbirth than any other demographic. Hotel workers in Los Angeles staged a brief strike last week. They returned to work after three days, but vowed to return to the picket line in demand for higher wages. Yusuf Salem. A newcomer to politics, who is best known as one of the wrongly imprisoned Central Park Five, officially won the Democratic primary for a New York City Council seat in Harlem. Salam spent nearly seven years in prison until DNA evidence linked another man to the crime. Supporters of abortion rights in Ohio got enough signatures to ask voters to establish a right to abortion in the state's constitution. The Ohio legislature is trying to pass a bill that would raise the threshold from a simple majority to 60% for any new ballot measures to become law. They're doing that just to block that um, abortion rights ballot measure. Kind of crazy, but true. PBS featured an extended segment on the crisis in Lebanon. The country has been in an economic freefall since 2019 as inflation has skyrocketed and banks have failed. The financial collapse is due to corruption poor leadership and mismanagement last week marked the anniversary of the crown act creating a respectful and open world for natural hair act the legislation is meant to protect black workers from any rules or regulations that might ban or discriminate against natural hairstyles such as braids cornrows dreadlocks afros and other natural hairstyles it's been adopted in some states but not all states so the move is to push it to be adopted in every state, basically. The White House had a barbecue for military families on July 4th. At the Asian Security Summit, Putin reassured Asian allies that the Russian government has remained stable after the attempted rebellion by the Wagner Group. PBS produced a segment about the Wagner Group's role in Africa, where thousands of Wagner soldiers have been stationed there since 2017. For the moment, Russian Foreign Minister, Sergei Lavrov said Wagner troops could remain in the continent. PBS also spent a lot of time on the Ukraine war, which Fox did not, including threats to a nuclear plant inside Ukraine, the shelling of civilian areas, the use of cluster ammunition supplied by the United States, and the counteroffensive staged by the Ukrainian military. The network also included two segments about Ukrainian children who have been taken from their families and housed in Russian-occupied areas. The segment included parents making the perilous journey to retrieve their children. That is two parts, two segments, um, two different nights, absolutely harrowing. The children make it home, but boy, highly recommend it. It's powerful, powerful journalism. Just on a side note, PBS includes segments on YouTube, so you don't have to watch the whole show. If you want to watch those segments, because I highly recommend them, you get some Kleenex because it'll make you cry, but it's incredibly the story is just wow um there's two segments you could go on YouTube and just Google like PBS Ukrainian parents get children back or get their children back and um they have to go up through Moscow they these are Ukrainians it, 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 it it's just terrifying because they can't go through the war zone so they have to go up through Moscow back down into Russian occupied territory to get their kids out it's just wow so and we're moving from that powerful story to another incredibly sad, powerful story. There was a series of events that led to massive violence in the occupied West Bank last week, including an Israeli raid that killed 12 Palestinians and one Israeli soldier. Fox dedicated exactly one 30 second news story to the instability in the area, whereas PBS had several segments about the crisis. It's the worst violence in the West Bank and in Israel that they've had in nearly two decades. China declared it will pursue eight pro-democracy activists from Hong Kong for life, even after they've escaped to the West. China has also imposed limits of exports of two types of metals used in semiconductor chips and solar panels. The U.S. continues to grapple with shortages of certain types of prescription medications, including medication used to treat some types of cancer. The SCOTUS, uh, that is the Supreme Court, ruled a case involving habeas corpus claims. Some legal experts were concerned with the ruling, as was Justice Ketanji Brown Jackson. She wrote a lengthy dissent, which she alone signed. The ruling has to do with the definition of legal innocence not being enough in overturning a conviction. The FDA approved a blood test for preeclampsia, a dangerous pregnancy complication. The agency also approved a new drug that can slow the progress of Alzheimer's. The man who killed 23 at a Walmart in El Paso, Texas, in a racially motivated attack, was sentenced to 90 life sentences by a federal judge after he pleaded guilty to the crime. Four countries, Canada, UK, Sweden, and Ukraine, are seeking damages in the International Criminal Court for 176 families of people who were killed on Ukraine International Airlines flight PS 752, which was accidentally shot down by Iran in January of 2020. The Iranian military admitted it mistook the plane for a U.S. missile. At least 17 people died after a gas leak involved with illegal gold processing in South Africa. Donald J. Trump's valet, Walt Natura, pleaded not guilty of moving classified documents. Natura was indicted on charges including conspiracy to obstruct justice and making false statements to the FBI. This one I had no no idea about until I watched PBS. Senator Tommy Tuberville of Alabama has single-handedly held up the promotions of 250 military personnel over the Pentagon's decision to pay for travel for service members to get an elective abortion if there's not one available where they are based. This has gone on for months, and it's one person. The U.S. Department of Health and Human Services announced actions to protect consumers from junk health plans, surprise medical bills, and excess costs that lead to medical debt. These actions are part of the Inflation Reduction Act. At the United Nations International Telecommunication Union Conference, the AI for Global Summit, AI, Artificial Intelligence, Robots staged a press conference where they promised they would work for the betterment of mankind. It was creepy. (laughs) That's all I'm going to say about that one. PBS produced a segment about the um, conservation of the North American right whales, a critically endangered species. There are only 340 or fewer alive today, down from 481 in 2011. So by the numbers, we have the top five topics by percentage for the week ending July 9th, 2023 for Fox News. And those top five would be 8% cocaine at the White House, 6% a judge ruling White House and social media. I'll explain that in a second. Hunter Biden, also 6%. Crime stories, 4%. And anti-Biden four percent anti-bidens anytime they just rip on him in a general sense like he's old he's senile so the judge ruling white house and social media the reason why i didn't include any clips from that is um they talked about it a lot but it didn't seem like anybody at fox really understood it so i didn't i didn't want to include a clip and be like yeah they don't seem to know what they're talking about and then just be like i don't even know how to explain this so it's this weird case where a federal judge who was a trump appointee basically blocked the white house several agencies from even contacting social media which is a little wacky because things like child porn and and dangerous illegal activity sometimes has to be flagged by the federal government they have to step in and say hey you need to take that down or we need to investigate that it's not just uh election interference and other uh stuff that they've been involved in it's in misinformation about health and and things like that there, there are dangerous crimes that sometimes uh, involve social media, and the the federal government does need to be involved in that. Uh, it seems like a massive overreach by this judge. I'm not a lawyer; I don't know enough about it. Fox did a terrible job of explaining it, and that's why I didn't include a clip. I just want to explain that because it was it was very odd. They just were like, ha ha ha. Now, Twitter can do it. I, they didn't. They just would talk about Elon Musk and the Twitter files, and I'm like, that's well, that's sort of uh, anyway. So, PBS. Top five categories uh, last week were Ukraine War. They had a lot of stories about that with a lot of detail. 15%. Artist Profile, which is a regular. 11% regular segment on the network. Partisan Divide. That was a piece that Judy Woodruff produced that was well done. And she talked to groups of voters who were Republicans and Democrats who were part of this group that wanted to get along and try to understand each other better. And that was 5%. It was a very well done uh, segment. And then they also did 5% on the judge ruling White House and social media. They explained it a lot better. And then 4% was the crisis in Lebanon, which has been going on for years, and it's just getting worse and worse. So uh, words used on Fox for the week ending July 9th, 2023, Aaron Rupar posted buying from last week, which made me laugh, because he was pointing out that Hunter Biden was mentioned like 247 times two weeks ago. That's how crazy it was. So this past week, it was Biden at 413 white house 215 hunter biden 125 times cocaine 107 trump 80 crime 67 patriotic patriot and patriotism combined 53 china chinese dropping off at 46 uh economy uh 29 border 21 desantis only 17 times aoc 14 times plea deal 11 times inflation 10 obama nine for some odd reason ronald reagan eight times hillary clinton five times fetterman didn't make the list this time but i'm sure he'll be back um and coming up this week i'll be covering fox and friends the five fox news tonight and hannity the first two installments uh, the final installment of who is hunter biden part three should also be available for paid subscribers i've the first episode of that series was just super dense with stuff I had to research. Um, episodes two and three are pretty light, so this should go much faster. And I will also have a podcast appearance on Aaron Rupar's show, and I'll be sub-hosting for Ron Flavski on MAGA Uncovered with Anthony Davis. And you may have seen me on Anthony Davis's show before. He's British. He interviewed me. He's very good at interviewing people. Reed Galen is also very good at interviewing people. I've been interviewed by a number of different folks, and Reed kept asking me questions. I was like, wow, I didn't see that one coming at all. And uh, Anthony Davis is just, he knows how to make you feel comfortable, and he he just is very good at what he does. Um, but he's been working broadcasting for years. So um, I'm looking forward to that. Aaron Rupar is like a superstar, I love him. I was a fan of his before I did this sort of work. Um, thank you guys so much, if you've lasted this long through the podcast. Odin and Thor are sleeping right next to me. They send their love. If again, if you'd like to become a supporter of Decoding Fox News, you can go to my Substack. I'm not at uh Livable Wage yet, but I hopefully will be in a couple months. I'm, you know, I believe (laughs) it's like I'm about to go right off a cliff, but I have faith. Um, you can go to decoding Fox News at Substack. You can go to my Patreon for Decoding Fox News. And there's again that little dollar sign next to my name on Twitter and I have one more thing to announce it finally showed up I have the memoir for uh, for Carrie Lake and I will be doing segments from that probably for intermittently for the heck of it probably for paid subscribers because I don't know if I want to put it out to a huge audience because it's kind of goofy um, and I'll be putting that on my Patreon as well. But Carrie Lake, everybody's favorite non-governor governor. She is Arizona, and it is Arizona, damn it. And how dare you say I'm a loser, because I know I'm a winner, and you're fake news. You are. You're fake news. Okay, thanks for listening. I'll see you in the next podcast.